Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there, it's Anne-Marie Miles welcoming you to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom for this week. This is part two of my interview with Fran Hill, writer of Miss What Does Incomprehensible Mean? Now, if you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend that you do. Just pop back to episode 49 and you'll be able to hear part one of my chat with Fran. I should also give a gentle trigger warning. There's going to be some chat about abuse. There's going to be some chat about neglect and bullying. We don't go into great detail. We don't go into the depths of some of these things that have happened to us. But we do mention them and I wanted to make sure that if these are issues that are difficult for you, things that you have faced, I just wanted to let you know we're going to be talking about them. But we're also going to be talking about the hope that there is in exploring help and counselling, exploring the things that make us the people we are for good or for bad. Fran is such a blessing. She's so inspirational, such a great writer and so great to talk to. And I really hope that you enjoyed part two of my interview with Fran Hill. And I thought it was quite poignant as it kind of certainly in the latter stages of the book, you began to face the irony of working with school children and that setting, raising some of your own kind of childhood and adolescent Mm. history. So that's another thing added to the pile of things that you have to deal with and do and mm. and keep together. Mm. So was that was that something that like was that to do with bullying really in the in the sense or was yeah, it I mean, just I think I as as I confess in the book, you mm. know, I felt I was a bully mm. um at school myself as a teenage girl, but I also talk about the fact that I was bullied, you know, I yeah. was abused yeah. as a child. Um, treated really badly and neglected and that kind of made me into someone that felt I had to have power over others I think as a teenager Um, and then yeah as a teacher then having to deal with bullying behavior um, that that ended up being quite a theme in the book not Mm. that I'd intended to put that in wow I'd, I'd really intended it to be a funny series of stories about the classroom Mm. And yet, as I wrote, as I started writing it, I just thought, you're just not being honest here. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of this stuff about you not managing at school or panicking about the lessons or being a complete workaholic, there's stuff here. There's that, a reason for all of that. There's a reason for this. How are you going to yeah. get away with writing this without mm-hmm. being honest and being a bit more authentic about yeah, it? Yeah. And that's why, although it doesn't take up a lot of the book, I began to sort of introduce some honesty about the background context to those kind of yeah. feelings. And I think um, the book is is the richer for it because as in every story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, I do believe the main character or the main theme or whatever still goes on a journey, don't they? 
Yeah. So you, you, even within that, you go on this journey where you suddenly realize it's an issue. Mm. And then you get to a stage where you can actually say it out loud. And you don't tell loads of people, you don't stand up and, to, and talk about it in assembly, but you get to the point where you can say it out loud to somebody, which is a massive shift from where, you know, from where you started. And hugely important, I think, in, in our recovery from mm. childhood stuff mm. is to talk about it. Yeah. And to, yeah. Uh, and to find, of course, as soon as you do start talking about it, other people talk about it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. When I think, you know, when one person becomes more honest, and in fact, in the book, it's more, I think, that other people started to become honest before I begin to talk about my own yeah. stuff. Um, and it's that sense of pressure that builds up when you're not honest about mm. whether you're struggling. Um, and everyone has their struggles, don't they? Everyone mm. is struggling in different ways. And, and it's kind of the way we relate to people is, is the honesty. Otherwise, everyone's just dancing around each other, kind of going home with their own problems. And I think that's why I think I, this isn't just in a school. I think in anyone who works in a team mm. You know, that's part of it, isn't it? Is letting yeah. people support you, let people help you. Yeah. Um, same in church situations, any mm. groups that we belong to. If we kind of hold ourselves and think, oh, I mustn't be needy, I mustn't be needy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is my sort of mantra. Then that's really not proper relationships. No, I think you're right. I mean, my automatic response, and I say it before I even think about it, if somebody says, do you want me to give you a hand with that? I'm like, no, I'm grand, thanks. Yeah, I'm grand, yeah. I have that said before I have even really registered the question. And you think you can't go back on that. Once you've said that, you can't backtrack on that and say, well, actually, it would be great if you would help me. You know, if you've already said, no, I'm fine, mm. you cannot go back and say, well, actually, I'm not fine. Mm. Mm. In that instant. And then the moment's gone. Yeah. And I'm left to do this thing on my own that I could really do with another pair of hands doing it. You know? And it might yeah. just be washing a load of cups. It might, you know, it might not be a huge thing or the printing out of a load of things or stuffing envelopes or whatever. But I, I find that it's my automatic answer. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. Mm. And I've said it before I even think about it. And I, I still don't catch myself in time. But I think, I mean, I've talked to a counselor about this and she says to me, um, you know, what, why why is there that automatic no what's mm. that about saying mm. to someone no I'm fine and I've said to her I think it's because I don't really trust that the other person really wants to help okay like I think if they say oh let me help I think they're saying that because they have they kind of feel they should mm -hmm. and once I really thought about it thought, actually I, I don't know if they I don't think that is their motive. I think they really do want to help. Yeah, People yeah. do really want to help. And I think once I've sort of realized that a bit more, I've, I've been a bit more flexible. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I would say mine is different. I have a fear of anybody thinking I can't cope, mm -hmm. of anybody thinking I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So before I actually have thought about whether I need help, those words are already, I've already said them. And I yeah. just, there's, there's, I mean, you know, going back to what we were talking about, how this, the, the bullying thing and, the, you know, your childhood stuff comes up. I think there's so much that's ingrained into us in our formative years that we don't even know. We don't even know where half of this stuff 
comes from. No, I know. And science tells us that our brains are wired, you Mm. know, in those first couple of years of our lives, Mm. when our brains are still malleable and Mm -hmm. the, the kind of channels haven't quite been set in stone, those first few years, the the brain is wired. Yeah. And it is so difficult to unwire and rewire those paths. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can mm-hmm. be done, but it takes years, I think, yeah. once you've been taught either not to trust people mm. um, or taught that it's wrong to be weak. Mm. It's wrong to. Yeah. yeah. You, we really do need help. rewiring. Yeah. yeah. That's like a lifetime's work, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's interesting. I I would say I come from a really happy family background. I'm the youngest of eight children. I'm the baby of the family. I'm still spoiled by my sisters who are 16, 17, 18 years older than me. Or is it 15, 16? I'll be killed if I get that wrong. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they were were in their late teens when I was born. So my mom had had a boy, then three girls, then three boys. And then she was expecting number eight and they were like, don't have another boy. Do not bring another boy back to this house, ma'am. And <laughs> she had me. And I have tons of nieces and nephews and I have a huge family. And we were all, all very close, spent a lot of time together and da, da, da. But still, I have all these things that I know come from childhood. Mm. I was left alone. I was left on my own. a lot. I think my mother was 41 when she had me. I think she'd had a guts full of raising children. Mm-hmm. You know, she was more than 20 years raising children. And I don't blame her and my dad. They had a good social life while I was young and, and probably while my the brother or two next to me when when they were young. OK, but as soon as my parents were going out the door, they were kind of they were only kids as well. Like none of it is anybody's fault. But I you had I, to learn to be kind of independent. Yeah, very, very... And I hate being on my own now. I absolutely mm. it's when I eat mm-hmm. most when I'm mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. It's when I'm at my lowest it's when I'm tempted to just sink into a pit of despair. I can't stay on my own at nighttime. I, can, I literally can't. If Richard is away, I have to go and stay with somebody or somebody has to go and stay with me. I'm terrified mm. of being on my own. It's really interesting. Um, massive abandonment issue. was when I, when I was 13, my father had a, a serious car accident and he had a, an acquired brain injury after that. Uh, he was hit hit by a car. I mean, I know I've got daddy issues. I've got, you know, when I was 13, my dad walked out the door one day and this other man who looked like him came back a few weeks later, who was never the same again, you know. And I know I've got daddy issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and But all of that stuff I'm aware of, but I, um, it's working out how to kind of plow your way through it, to live your life as a normal member of society and not fine and I think maybe part of that is and I'm still working all this through just Mm. majorly so is that sense of um not being ashamed of that those needs isn't it because I think it's the shame that keeps you from talking to people about it yeah which I think is why your podcast is great you know because you've been so honest and you know it's good It is really good because I think as soon as one person says, okay, this kind of makes me feel a bit ashamed, but here, this is the truth. Yeah. Then the shame is broken as a kind of power over us. And I think the mirror and the bathroom scales, you know, they are symbols of that shame. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I loved them. I I loved them because they, they were given the voice. And I think it's a voice that everybody or particularly any woman, but probably not only women, 
would recognize if they have any self-esteem, any personal body shame or whatever issues, any issues like that at all, they will recognize those voices because I know your mirror because your mirror's twin sister lives <laughs> in my bathroom. <laughs> I know them. I know I know those voices. Um, I think, you know, certainly for me, for the podcast, I wanted to get to a point where I was not going to not talk about it anymore. I have to talk about it. I still struggle. As I said, in the birthday edition, Mm -hmm. I'm a stone heavier than I was when I started it. Yay me. But I don't feel that despair that I used to feel when I put Mm. on weight. That's the difference now because Mm -hmm. I can talk about it. And it it was the tomb of the forbidden subject for too long. I think as as soon as it's a secret, Mm -hmm. you know, the secret, the secret things just get bigger and bigger as yeah. problems don't they absolutely mm-hmm. i mean talk, talking about it is hard yeah but actually not talking about it kind of makes it harder for ourselves i think yeah absolutely it's certainly no better is it but we've yeah. just joined um we've just joined a new church oh, and right. people have got hold of the book and it's okay. it's kind of that thing where i walk in and I think um in in this normal situation, in a new church, nobody knows anything about yeah. you. And then people come up and go, oh, I've just read your book. And it's oh. like, okay, so I've just delivered to you about 10 years worth of information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and thought, oh, have I been too honest? But in the end, I think it, it was probably better for the honesty. Oh, definitely. I think, that, the, yeah. I definitely think the book is the stronger for it, you know, because you see um, – you just see the the journey that, you know, uh, dealing with and trying to help and support teenagers, what it brought out uh, in you, you know, uh, for the good, I hope, you know, that mm. even bringing those things to the surface. And kind of giving them a modern twist in a way, because one of the bits I was rereading today was about talking to the classes as I did about things like Love Island and yes. how they've influenced not just the way the girls feel about their bodies, mm-hmm. but the, mm-hmm. the boys feeling yeah. they've got to be ripped and yeah, six yeah, pack yeah, and they're in yeah. the gym. And I was on a train the other day, Anne-Marie, and there were two lads sitting next to me. And for half an hour, and I'm not exaggerating, they talked about the diets they were on and the number of minutes they had to do in the gym mm. in order to work off. You know, they were saying, oh, I've just had a tuna sandwich. So that mm-hmm. means I've got to do 39 minutes of weights and these mm-hmm. kids I mean they were lovely boys you know yeah, yeah. slim agile I just thought that was sad yeah really sad so I don't think it is just women I think the no, boys no, these days, right. yeah, yeah really influenced by that right. yeah so before we finish up much as I would love for us to talk to just keep going we probably should stop talking <laughs> before we finish up tell me about the new book okay well I've decided that what I see, what the subject I keep coming back to is young people. Okay. Young people and the people who care for them. So whether they're teachers or parents. Mm-hmm. So the new book is called Checking for Snipers. Nice. Um, okay. And it's about teenagers, but this is in a foster care situation. Okay. And it's about a teenager who goes to a new foster home. And the reason she checks for snipers is because the teenage girl already in situ is not happy about her arrival. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's about sibling rivalry wow. and about how the family that's taken her on deals with that, mm-hmm. bearing in mind that they're not 
so functional either. So and when is that due for a publication? That's due out in March. Wow. I should find out soon what the cover is going to look like, which is quite exciting. Fantastic. That's March 2023. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, that's going to come around very quickly. It is. Because I that's think they're fantastic. putting proofs together and they'll they'll start going out wow. to reviewers in September. And is it SPCK again? No, it's Legend Press. Legend Press. Cool. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, all the best with it. Definitely, I look forward so I'll have to go back. I haven't read Being Missed. I'll have to go back and read that and then go forward. And I'll have to go and check out whose blog I've been reading. There's a teacher blog I've been reading that I thought was you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I will just keep reading it if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your blog? Is, you, is it just your name? Um, it's People it could find it through my website. So franhill.co.uk has a link to my blog, a link to the books, all the information you need. And to sign up to my newsletter if people brilliant. felt so inclined excellent that's great. to get more news yeah great stuff that's brilliant Fran thank you so much for joining us on words wobbles and wisdom and folks the name of the book is miss what does incomprehensible mean by Fran Hill go and buy it and enjoy it and then go and review it on Amazon and good please. and anywhere else <laughs> please. thanks a million Fran thank you take care bye, bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed part two of my chat with Fran Hill. I certainly did. And if any of the issues we talked about have upset you or have made you think about some stuff that happened to you when you were younger, there's plenty of people that you can speak to wherever you are. There is a Samaritan's number that you can find quite easily on the internet. Just Google them and contact them that way. There's bound to be loads of support locally. If you're not sure where to go, give me a shout. I'm not a counsellor. I'm not an expert. But if you feel that you need some help, I'm happy to point you in the right direction. But I hope that you also see the hope and the positivity that both Fran and myself experience now. We both had issues when we were children. We've both been blessed and gone on to really love our lives. And no matter how negative the situation, when you are young, there is hope. There is so, so much hope. The hope that both Fran and I share is in Jesus Christ. It's our lifeline. It's the foundation of our life. But if faith is not something you want to explore, there is help outside of that. Plenty of help. And please get in touch with me if I can point you in the right direction. I am going to sign off for now. It's been so lovely to have you with me. Thank you for joining me. Email me at smile at annemariemiles.co.uk if you'd like to get in touch. You can always drop over to the website annemariemiles.co.uk. Lots of stuff going on over there. Thank you again for joining me. It's been so great to have you. I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye.